Anna has her Dr. Pepper. I poured me a glass of Perrier. You said poured me again. What? How, how am I, I saying I poured it? myself. Or you're just, you got your Perrier. Oh, not I poured me. Yeah. Oh, that's what's country about it. I see. <laughs> Great. Okay, let's start over again. <laughs> The world is filled with a lot of opinions. And most of them seems to be based on agendas. Yeah, no shit. It's either left versus right. And right versus wrong. What if we cut the bullshit? And finally say what needs to be said. Ryan Little. Hi guys, I'm Anna. And I'm JJ. And you are listening to The Habitual Truth. A podcast inspired by speaking up and speaking out. We're sitting down to talk to you about life, love, and how to kill it. Because when you speak the truth, it becomes habitual. Hey, welcome back to The Habitual Truth. We're so excited to bring you our second episode, Relationship Boundaries. So why do we need them? How to create them? And most importantly, why is it so hard to keep them? So before we get started, let's talk about different situations on why you would need a set of boundary. Because some of us, you know, it's really hard just to, just to even start. Let's be honest, some of us don't even know that boundaries should exist in our lives. Yeah. Much like myself for a really, <laughs> really long time. Yeah. It was an unfamiliar concept. Ah, I see. So you felt like there was a, a time when you didn't feel like boundaries were ne- necessary. I didn't even know that I needed them because yeah. I didn't, it, the concept of them didn't necessarily exist. Didn't exist ah, in right, my right. growing up. Through, like, you know, with my parents, with my family. You're not expected to say, hey, I have boundaries, mom. Yeah. And the moment you are told, the moment you try to speak freely or say your thoughts, you will get shut down. Yes. You'll get beaten. Right. Um, <laughs> or you'll get grounded, which I, I think beaten was more often my experience. Me too. Yes, yes. Me too it's, often. Like, I, I think I, I like them in theory, but I also struggle with how do I even set this up? How do I even identify the boundaries that I need for me to be able to develop a relationship or a friendship with another person? So you're realizing that there are times when, yes, you need to set boundaries for yourself, yes. for sure. 100%. Except there are times that you can also be the perpetrator in some ways. Absolutely. Where if somebody is trying to set boundaries, it, it feels... I, 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 I want to violate the boundary ah. in a way that like I want to push the button. Why? Mm, it could be a multiple multitude of things it could be i sometimes i think that i i i try so hard to to be myself but it it, it becomes an eccentricity as opposed to like a natural personality shift ah. you know and um i i guess the way to put it is i want to see how far i can push people ah. in general so that way you can know how de- how committed ah, they are to me. So good. So many people do that. I have done that. That is such an amazing point. Such a big codependent <laughs> All issue. Right. Ding, 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 ding. Can we sound the <laughs> now, alarms and say, wow. We figured, oh. figured out the source here, guys. <laughs> yeah, so good. No, I think that's, you know, I think that. You make a really great, big, broad point in the fact that sometimes we think about people who violate, like you said, people's boundaries as, 
oh, they're the bad people mm. or they're the toxic people. Right. Except the thing is, is that for the people who don't set boundaries and for the people who violate boundaries, um, we all have different reasons for what happens. You know, we all have a childhood or past experiences or relationships that were really unhealthy that conditioned us to be a certain way. Sometimes it's a journey for us all to get there. Very true. Let's take a glance at some of those examples in our lives where we may need a boundary there. Um, so there's a few different circumstances. One of them is isolation, volatility. So what do all of these mean, right? Of course, there's more, but these are the few that we want to focus on within this episode just so that we can really identify the red flags and then for you to set boundaries for. Okay, so let's start off with isolation. And isolation are those moments in the relationship where it just feels like you two on an island. You know, it's common. Yes. It's common in the beginning of a relationship. It's common for people in relationships to want to spend a lot of time together, especially 100%. if you're new. 100%. I can't. I got to. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. I want to spend all my time. So that's OK. Yes. The concerning part is when you start to feel isolated. Yes. When you, or start, when to you start feeling the pressure. Yeah, from your partner, right? To be to be home with them, right? Or to be you know only involved with them in every aspect of your life. Yeah, and we have an example coming up of a situation that might be okay, and another situation that might not be so okay. Hey, hey, Anna. Okay, I'm starving. Want to get something to eat? I already made plans with my husband today. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do it next time. <laughs> Want to get something to eat? I am starving. <laughs> I told my husband that I would get home on time today. Okay, well, how about tomorrow? I told him the same thing about tomorrow. And the day after that. 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 It's, it, what we find oftentimes in an unhealthy situation is that people are being pulled away or you're pulling your partner away from having their support system that they need because we do need a full rounded support system. What is healthy is taking time to be apart once in a while so that you don't feel overwhelmed. I think that that's something that a lot of people think, well, I'm going to be a bad person if I want to be away from my partner for a few hours or even for like a, a little vacation with your with your girl or guy friends. It's OK to have that space. It's OK for you to say, hey, you go spend some time with your friends and family. I need to be able to spend this time with my friends and family because you are two different individuals and you need to serve that individuality. Yeah, right. Because the whole point of being in a relationship is that you come together except you're two full individual beings doing really two wonderful, great things. And, and keep some, in mind, you probably liked each other doing those full independent things. Uh, and now you're regressing right. into that negative behavior. And that's going to affect your relationship in a negative way. Right. Because then you lose yourself and, you're, mm -hmm. and you hear people in relationships all the time say, I don't know who you are anymore. Yeah. This is not the person that I love. That I loved, that I married. That I married. That I, that yes. I committed my life to. Right. It's okay to evolve to become a different person, a better person, a stronger person, a greater person as life continues, except not because of isolation. Right. Not because of the sake of the relationship. Correct. That should not be it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay, good. The next one, fun times. This one is called belittling. Where do you want to go on vacation? Oh, and uh, work is getting real busy right now. 
Okay, no problem. We can talk about it another time. You want a snack? Where do you want to go on vacation? Oh, Anna, work is getting really busy right now. What do you do anyway? You're not even that important. It's not like anybody at work likes you. Belittling is an issue because words hurt. There's no problem in admitting that. I think that, especially in the age of social media now, where words are our biggest weapon, Yeah, it's important to talk about how those can affect you and how your words affect others. I love how you said that. We don't fight traditionally like we used to. It is our words that matter most. And it's important to know that what is it that makes a relationship healthy? And you certainly can do that. If your worst enemy is your partner. And sometimes we think about, you know, sometimes we think about, is it just how they are? You know, they're just a very jokey, sarcastic, you know, oh, it's kind of funny. People like it. Is it just how they are? And the thing is, is that they can be who they are. That doesn't that doesn't matter. It's that once you start feeling the belittling, you know, you go on YouTube now and one of the most popular categories is like these family channels where they play pranks on each other, where they scare the crap out of each other. And, you know, you see that and you think, oh, it's so funny. It's so cool. It's okay for me to do it. You can't uh, treat that other person. Oh, so person. you're saying sometimes these things that we see out there in media and social media included, it, it sometimes even more especially, that it teaches us to behave certain ways. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the reason why we do some of the things that we do. Yeah. Except this is real life. Yeah. I hear you. This is real life. Yeah. We got to start living it like it's real life. Right, right. And then it's like, you know, you can do different things. You're, every relationship is going to look different, except I think what's most important to understand is that is it consensual? Right. Is it consensual? Right. You know? Right. Right. If, if, if we laugh and we get a little angry and we bicker a little bit, if, if that's consensual, hey, that's okay, too. If you bicker a little like that and you enjoy it and you like it, except it's more about are you okay with it? And if you're not... If you're feeling something, you should be able to say something about it. Sex is not the only thing that needs to be consensual. Amen. (laughs) Amen. I like that. The next one, fun times. This one is called volatility. If, If we broke up, I'd be so sad. I would be so sad if we broke up. If, if we broke up, I'd be so sad. I would be so depressed if we broke up. I would throw myself off of this building. I will leave you and I will take all of our things and I will leave you destitute and barren. It's a very socially accepted thing to have volatility in relationships because we know that fights happen. We know that there's a lot of emotions dedicated. We start throwing things out the window, take your clothes, take your luggage, you know, all that. And then on the other side of it saying, you know what, I'm sorry. If you're going to throw out somebody's underwear out the window and you end it, good. Call it a day. If you're going to do all that, get it done. Except if you're doing it in this process of being part of the relationship, that it continues to um, drive that roller coaster of the relationship, that is not healthy. I mean, I just think that that's what most people are looking for. They're looking for a reaction, a favorable reaction. Mm. Because the other person will just be like, oh, no, he's so upset. She's so upset. He's so upset. Let me give them what they want. And then it'll stop. Ah, uh, because if you start reacting, you know that that person will start to fold. Right. 
with most people with most, most people. people yeah most people are that way Except for i me. felt like <laughs> no she does do it on me and i do fold a lot of times <laughs> especially when i think i'm wrong Except a lot of times i'm not wrong no Go you're on. always wrong mm, that's um, what you say i can think of it like especially in my familial relationships like my relationship with my parents they would get volatile or they would oh. scream or they would yell and that would make me kind of Besides the fact that I was the child and I was learning how uh, to deal with my emotions and I was learning, behavior. right. It's yeah. about, it's like a, like, like I'm a pet, you know, yeah. you're getting conditioned to react a certain way. When I speak to you a certain way, right. You receive love in a certain way. Yes. And this is the only way you can recognize it in others. Right. Which is why you are a, the aggressor. And when you are on the other end of that right. aggressiveness, you allow it yes. to happen. So we learn what love looks like we do see love equate to aggressiveness because we just love so hard <laughs> it's just a very common thing in our lives yeah. okay um so the thing is, is that what's most important to understand is that these these are just markers these volatility belittling just knowing that these are things that exist in a lot of relationships sometimes and that it could lead to a dangerous one and so if you are in a situation like this it's really important to notice it to be aware of it and really start to create some boundaries so why is it so hard to set boundaries again for yourself and for others in your life um, maybe you're a people pleaser and you just don't want to make other people uncomfortable by setting up these boundaries. Maybe you feel like you're a perfectionist and not being able to have everything exactly perfect by creating a ripple. Yeah, because you have to have the perfect relationship. Right. You have to be the perfect mom. You have to be the perfect daughter. You have to be the perfect wife or husband. What boundaries are really important for is to tell people what is it that we want what is it that we need from the relationship the first thing i think that's probably the most important is that you have to be able to give yourself permission to set these boundaries up for yourself and others in your life and so i, I remember reading a book i think it was steve harvey's book think like a man have you have you read that i saw the movie oh you saw I, the I, oh I yes the i have seen the movie I did the uh, yes, yes yes of course um the better cut, the better <laughs> the better path. I, I remember something that I thought was so compelling. If a man isn't given something to do and to be able to provide, then he starts to lose what his point is in the relationship. It, it, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Doesn't mean that you as a partner can't be autonomous doesn't mean that you can't be strong except you're in a relationship for a reason and so what is that that you need from your partner and so if that means hey we need to have date night at least once a week then you should share that that quality time is important to you and you may not get it exactly the way you want it except it's about the conversation and figure out what can we do for each other that's what's important yes that's a huge piece of it and i think that there's one point that you said that's really really important and it's that this is in favor of having a supportive partner and a supportive relationship, but it is not and it should not be the end all and be all of what makes you happy as a person. No. You cannot allow this person's behavior, whether positive or negative, to be your only source of happiness and to be your only source of um 
of kindness and love and fulfilling life fulfillment fulfillment 100 you need to take that from yourself which is why it's so important for you to sell set those boundaries up with yourself and others so that you can understand what now you need to work on by yourself for yourself How do you say, this is how I'm feeling and this is what I'd like for our friendship, our relationship to be? How can we work together to get to that point? So often for those who find it difficult to create a boundary, it's challenging because we don't often think about ourselves, right? If we do not share what we need, because there is that hole and there is that gap. And so someone needs to be able to fill that in. And if we don't do it, that person will do it for us. So I got a, I had to get a new car yesterday. And one of the things that was mentioned to me or was included in my, my car package was gap insurance. So I, it was so funny that you said that, you know, that gap can be filled by the other person because you think of, yes, we know we probably, most of us probably drive. We know what gap insurance probably means. No. Okay, so gap insurance. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I drive. Okay. Right. I've been driving for I a very hope long you time. Have gap insurance, <laughs> um, especially with the kind of oh, if somebody you drive. hits your car. So it's multiple things. Okay. So if your car gets stolen, and you let's say you're in a lease or you're still in the middle of financing it and you haven't paid it off, okay. you're not going to be held liable or responsible oh. for the rest of the that, that money. Oh, I see. Because your car has been stolen or oh. someone has right. been, I don't know how you can lose a car, but right. maybe it was lost or <laughs> stolen. I think I actually or maybe I have. you totaled it. Now you're not responsible. You've done all those things. I've done all of those things. <laughs> all three. Someone has total my car I have totaled my car and I have lost my car that concerns me and it's not losing my car just because it's a parking lot (laughs) I have I've done that many a times I can't even count on two hands I have lost my car one day I leave this apartment to go to the car to drive to the um, the store and I can't find it and I come back to the I I come back to the apartment I tell Matthew I, I can't find the car and so I call the apartment complex and I say hey did someone tell my car maybe I parked it in the wrong spot and I literally went up two levels down two levels couldn't find it come to find out I parked it in front of the store in meatpacking and it was towed and this happened about three days before I found out (laughs) And I had to find it and get it out of the toe pound. That is horrible. That is a secret between is, you and me, everyone. Yes, right. You and the rest of our podcast <laughs> family. That's it. Um, so gap insurance is that. And oh. so he was like, you know, I'm going to just include this in here because this is a brand new car. Yeah. And God forbid something happens. Right. You know, you're going to be held responsible for the rest of that car payment, yeah. the, the rest of that um, car loan. Right. And then you'll have to get another and car and get two get car payments. And I'll have two car Crazy, loans, yes. which is not cute. No. I'm trying to get a house, guys. So I just thought that it was funny that you said that, you know, that other person provides that gap. It's almost like having that conversation with that person is like having gap insurance. It's like you are guaranteed that if this person is as committed as you are, they will do it. They will do it and they will work it out for you, with you, not for you, with you. And that's the kind of relationship you need. Yes. To get through life. And the kind of car insurance you guys need. (laughs) Seriously. Yes. Get your gap insurance. 
your journey needs to begin now if it hasn't started, and if it has started and it's challenging to keep it going, we'll talk about that now. Uh, so now we're going to talk about how to set boundaries and how to maintain those boundaries so that they remain a consistent, positive fixture in your life. We're going to focus on three big ways to set boundaries. And the first one is name your limits. Let's start with step one. Name your limits. Amen. So I can say this because I just went through it. My husband and I have been together over six years, I think almost seven years. As you evolve as a person, your limits and your needs evolve. They evolve, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, oh, jinx. <laughs> jinx. And, but it's important that you're actually talking about them and you are having that first conversation or that refresher of a conversation. Jay. Anything to add? Yeah, you know, I remember this one woman gave me advice and said, life is too short. Life is too short. And that's all she said. I was questioning my relationship. I was questioning what I was doing. And she said, life is too short. And it wasn't for until two years later that I understood what that meant. And that was just, there is no need to just settle for something that you don't feel good about. We are so used to powering through things right? Life is not easy. Life is hard. Know what is that? what it is that would make you feel fulfilled so that way there are no regrets. Take a moment and think about somebody you love. Okay. Think about somebody you really care about, someone you really love. Now, think about this person and think about what you would wish for them. What would you want for them? Think about the top three things. What's one thing you would wish for that person, Anna? A long life. A long life. Okay, great. So them having a long, healthy life. Yes. Because they have to take care of themselves, make sure they eat well, to live a long life. Um, I mean, I was thinking about my mom. I was thinking about my mom. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was thinking, so that's why I want her to have a long life. Because okay, Because I yeah. don't think I could live on a world where she doesn't oh, exist. I can't even tell you. Yeah. She grew up very, very poor. You know, I think that all too common, like the richest people in the world can be some of the most so unhappy. Needy. Yes. Wanting. And so needy. And F- wanting that emotional fulfillment. Right, right, right. But if she could have that fulfillment in all other ways, okay. I think that, and I think about this for myself too, if I am happy, truly, yeah. you can get through that situation yeah. where you're maybe paycheck to paycheck yeah, or right. you are because you're struggling truly f- with money management you know because you're truly fulfilled because you're truly fulfilled yes. in the ways that really matter that really and matter. the ways that you're gonna really take with you because you don't take money with you when you die yeah so this is the activity so what often happens when we think about the person we truly love mm-hmm. and what we want for them is just a projection of what we will want for ourselves it's just a projection of what we want for ourselves. That's really interesting. So the idea is, is that we, as people, tend to find it easier to ask and want for the people that we care about. And we can ask for the greatest things, the truest things. For ourselves, we cannot. It is more challenging. 
And so when you're trying to think about what are those things that you want for yourself? What are those boundaries that you want to create for yourself? What are those needs that you will really truly need met? Think about the things that you would want for the person you care about. For some of you, it's your mom. For some of you, it might be your child. And for some of you, it may be your partner or your sister or your brother and truly, or your best friend. And truly the thing is that you want to think about, you want to think through those filters if you find it challenging to think for yourself. Practicing self-awareness. Knowing your limits and then honoring them. Why am I not fulfilling this boundary? Why am I, or maybe why am I not holding this person to this boundary, to this limit? Why am I allowing them to break the boundary? Why am I allowing myself to break the boundary? Because confrontation and sharing that boundary is not easy. It only becomes simple if you practice the self-awareness. Right, right. Because it's easy to get to revert back to a cycle of just doing the same things that we are often used to doing. You are a player of this game, a strong contributor to how this game will go. And you should be active, you should have a voice, and you should use it. Um, number three is being assertive. Be, be assertive. <laughs> You're going to cut this part out. Nope. You're going to cut this part out. Go ahead. So being assertive is really about opening that line of communication and maintaining that line of communication without fear of retaliation. Setting boundaries is part of a journey. It will get hard before it gets easy. What do you do? It's about taking the next step. Taking step two, then taking step three. And knowing that it's not about being angry. It's not about approaching it through stress. It's not about making someone feel uneasy and making them feel bad because that's often why we don't set those boundaries. It's about saying, hey, in a respectful way, this is how I'm feeling right now, and this is what I would have liked to happen instead. And talk about the whys behind it. Why is this beneficial for you? Why is it beneficial for you too as a couple and as a unit? And then move on from there. Allow them to talk. If they do not understand, if they do not care, if they do not want to be a part of it, that is okay you can understand their perspective it's going to always have to be on them to decide what they're going to do healthy relationships are hard work and these different ways of approaching uh, boundaries and possibly developing a healthier relationship may help is that we know no matter how hard we work there are some relationships that we can't change that will continue to be unhealthy and that we may have to let go Absolutely. And again, being comfortable in knowing that and not being afraid to take that step if necessary. As you continue your journey in creating the best relationship that you want in your life and those really, really awesome examples of a partner that builds you up, find different ways to celebrate that, the joys of being in a awesome and amazing relationship. And when things are a little challenging, Think about ways to set those limits, have self-awareness, and to be assertive if it goes wrong. Don't be afraid to do that. We live in a world, we live in an age where sometimes speaking your mind and standing up for what you believe is right is not always the healthiest decision for everyone else, but usually it's the healthiest decision for us. Yeah. And you have to keep yourself first in order to properly engage in both society and in your relationships. 
If you have your own story about setting boundaries or you find it difficult to set boundaries yourselves, let us know on our Instagram at Habitual Truth Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Habitual Truth. We sure do hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or thoughts, reach out to us on Instagram at Habitual Truth Podcast. Ryan Little. We'd love to hear what's on your mind. We upload an episode every other week, so be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Until next time, remember to speak up, speak out, and speak, speak your, your truth. truth.